Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to dominate your career, then you are in the right place. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker. And Monica Marquez, ex-Googler, diversity expert, and senior corporate leader. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Have you ever wondered how to turn your obstacles into opportunities? Well, that's exactly what we're going to share on today's show, where you'll learn how to break through your barriers and own your power. Our guest today is my co-host for this show, Nikki Barua. Welcome, Nikki. Hi, Monica. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So you've had such an incredible journey, one that our listeners and the women watching us on video will certainly relate to and be totally inspired by. So why don't we start there and you tell us what you learned along the way? Sure. Well, my story is really all about breaking barriers. 20 years ago, I left my hometown in India and took a one-way flight to America with just a few hundred dollars in my pocket and all of my big dreams. And at first, honestly, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it because I didn't fit the norm. You know, I was this underdog that was a poor immigrant, non-white, female, short, and gay. <laughs> but I wasn't willing to let those fears and those doubts hold me back. Right. I worked hard. I learned the right strategies and the right habits. And before I knew it, I rose to the top of my corporate career. And from that platform, I quit my job and launched my own business. Um, and despite 300 rejections and failing 11 times, after the 12th try, I built up a global multi-million dollar business, uh, which got recognized as a top female entrepreneurial awards, lots of other recognitions. I even became a best-selling author and international speaker. In fact, I even got featured in Fortune and Forbes. <laughs> so I went from broke to badass pretty fast. And what I learned in that journey is that mm -hmm. our obstacles are the opportunity. Mm. Every time we face an obstacle, it's an opportunity for us to level up and get even stronger, even bolder, and even more of the best versions of ourselves. That's an amazing example of perseverance and just keeping, you know, dusting off your failures and keeping going forward. Tell me, like, how did you find the courage to do that? Because you you did a lot of things where you left your home country, mm -hmm. you came to the America, you started off and had a, a successful career in corporate, and then you left corporate and decided to do the entrepreneurial thing. Like, where do you find the courage to do all of those things that most of us are probably, you know, stalled? Yeah, that's a great question. So I believe that the first step to courage is clarity. Mm. You see, oftentimes when we are scared and we're, you know, we have all these fears in our heads about what could go wrong. Part of what's holding us back is we're not really clear about what we want and why we want it. Mm -hmm. So when you are clear about that, when you have absolute clarity, you develop a certain level of certainty mm -hmm. that leads you to take action. And when you start taking consistent action, then success becomes inevitable. And so what I have learned and practiced mm -hmm. um, throughout my career and my journey is not starting with boldness, but rather starting with clarity okay. and, and getting really clear about what it is I want. Why does it matter to me? What's really key that I'm looking to 
achieve in that process and mm-hmm. focus on that rather than obsessing about willpower and dealing with fears or, you know, taking courageous action. That's fascinating. So as we mentioned, you started off in corporate and then you decided to take the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. You know, that is a difficult transition. So tell us, you know, how you did it, because a lot of people are wanting to pursue their dreams and they never do it. They stay in the safe corporate job. You know, how did you do it? How did you take that leap? You know, one of the most often asked questions I get is exactly that one. I have people approach me so many places that tell me what their dreams are and how long they've had this dream about either going for that big role or starting their own business. And they share their ideas for the business, Mm -hmm. but they don't take any steps. Really, it comes down to knowing how to assess not only what you want, but what the upside and downside of that is. Being able Mm -hmm. to make clear decisions is part of your process. So I'll share a bit about how I went about making this uh, decision for myself. First off, much like everybody else, I too had a lot of fears about mm-hmm. quitting my job, especially when you're doing well, everything's going great, you're happy with your colleagues and the company you work for. And you sort of, you know, it's not a small decision to just kind of walk away from all of that and go start something else. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I had to deal with was, well, what are the fears that I have about this? So I actually listed out all my fears mm-hmm. and I had a grand total of 27 fears listed out. <laughs> okay. Uh, and some of them were, you know, completely imaginary fears that mm-hmm. even as I wrote it down, I had to chuckle because they were so ridiculous. And there were others that, you know, it's sort of, uh, there was some truth to it. But once I was able to list out those fears, I could eliminate the ones that made no sense at all and really focus on the things that, I had to assess my risk. Mm -hmm. From there, I went about looking at, well, what is the real risk of those fears if they came true, such Mm -hmm. as, you know, well, the upside of launching or building my business is that I could live my dream Mm -hmm. and uh, create impact and create jobs and all those good things, right? The downside is I could lose money. I could lose time. I could lose my reputation, all the things that could go wrong. Well, when you start looking at real risk, of those fears Mm -hmm. coming true. At that point, I was able to assess and say, well, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen if the business failed or never got off the ground? Right. I have the skills, now have even more experience, and I have a story to tell about my adventure or my adventure Mm -hmm. spirit and my risk-taking profile that is actually a positive in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And the skills and the experiences I would have learned, the relationships I would have built would only propel me forward in the future. So being able to systematically work through those fears and assess the upside and the downside, and then simply asking myself, can I live with the downside? And for me, the answer was very clear. Yes, Mm -hmm. I could live with the downside because I would regret never following my dream much more than experiencing short-term pain or loss. Mm -hmm. And with that clarity... I was able to step into, you know, my future and follow my dreams and quit my job and launch the business. I love that. I love the weighing out the upside and the downside. So clearly, like you said, the upside outweighed the downside. So you quit your job and uh, you decided to pursue your business. So what's it like starting a business? You know, what what did you learn? What were the things that you encountered as you started? 
Well, I think you'll uh, get very similar answers from any entrepreneur who has been on this journey, which is we all start out with a very glamorous view of what entrepreneurship is going to be like. Okay. You imagine, you know, the instant success, the billion dollar company, the Ferraris in the driveway and all of that. <laughs> uh, the truth is it's a lot of grueling hours, a lot of hard work, a lot of rejection, a lot of failure. And constantly trying to figure out how to identify the right customers whose problems you can solve with a solution that's better than mm -hmm. what's out there. Mm -hmm. And that process of constantly learning, adapting and pivoting can be quite painful because you lose money, time, effort, all of that and chasing it. And success can sometimes be elusive. And it's also a pretty lonely journey because you don't have the resources or the guardrails or oftentimes even a team kind of figuring all this yourself. In my case, I had to deal with over 300 rejections day mm. after day after day and to wake up every morning and to get back on the horse, so right. to say, <laughs> and be willing to try again, mm -hmm. you know, to live another day and to go back through the routine and not lose focus. That took a lot of discipline and, and the right kind of mindset. Mm. And focusing on the things that didn't work, letting go of that and trying something new constantly. Even after the failures that I experienced, some pretty significant failures that had tremendous financial consequences. Mm -hmm. Through all of that was looking at failure as feedback and constantly improving what our solutions were. Mm -hmm. In that, throughout that process, what I learned was that entrepreneurship isn't so much about building the business it's a journey of self-awareness. Mm. You learn so much about yourself, what you're made of, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, how you operate under stress or duress. Mm -hmm. And it teaches you so much of yourself because there's no place to hide. Mm -hmm. You just have to be fully yourself. The three big lessons that I learned, and this is equally true whether you work for a company or mm -hmm. you're building your own, is number one, it all comes down to focus. Mm. You have to know your one thing, what, you know, who the one customer is that you want to serve or market is that you want to serve, what makes you unique and valuable mm. and what you want to dedicate your time to. So focus is absolutely critical. The second is leverage. It's very hard to achieve anything without leverage. In fact, it's uh, you know not the smartest way to do things if you try to do it all by yourself. And mm -hmm. leverage comes from capital, mm -hmm. uh, from relationships, from technology, from intellectual property. But you need to identify what kind of leverage you have or need mm -hmm. and go get it. And the third is massive and consistent execution. Mm -hmm. The best ideas in the world <clears throat> don't mean much unless you are taking action. And to be able to do that, you have to play to your strengths. And if you have a team, you need to make sure that they're all playing to their strengths and you have the right people in the right roles with the mm -hmm. right mindset. So what I hear, an important thing is the consistency and the execution. I love where you're talking about focus and finding that niche and then, I, you know, basically distinguishing yourself from others and then also leverage. And it seems like these are all habits that you tend to kind of consistently do. Tell us a little bit more about what are some of those habits or like what are the habits that you use that help you be successful and land this multimillion dollar company? <laughs> well, habits are truly a superpower. 
if you look at any successful person, whether they're an actor, an athlete, or an entrepreneur or a great leader, if you look behind the covers, they're all a product of great habits, mm -hmm. of successful habits. And the reason habits matter is because it allows you to have that massive and consistent execution mm -hmm. because execution is the only path to success. But it's very hard to stay consistent. You can start off with a bang. It's kind of like a New Year's resolution, right? right. You kick off <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm going to work out every single day. And 45 days later, your gym membership is just sitting around unused <laughs> <laughs> and you're not thinking about the promises you made to yourself. So it's very hard to sustain that kind of momentum mm -hmm. unless it becomes a habit. So when it's a habit, you're not making a decision about whether you should take that action or you should not. You're not thinking you don't have to use willpower. It's just automatic. It becomes muscle memory. Mm -hmm. So if you want to develop a skill or achieve success in something, mm -hmm. then you need to identify what is the power habit that actually drives that success. So, uh, for example, if uh, your job involves sales, mm -hmm. well, the habit in that is not about making your numbers. The habit in that is what do you need to do on a daily basis? Is it outreach? Is it number of meetings you need mm. to have? So focus on the habit you need that will make you successful in that role. And if you focus on the habit or the action that is important, turn it into a habit by consistently doing it. And once it becomes automatic, the actions are effortless. And when the actions are effortless and consistent, mm -hmm. success is absolutely inevitable. I love how you say habits are superpowers. So tell me, what is your superpower habit? Like, what is the secret to your success? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to sound really nerdy, but <laughs> my, uh, my habit that I really think has propelled me to all the successes I've had, but also helped me get out of difficult times and deal with failure and setbacks. And that habit really comes down to my daily power hour. Mm-hmm kick off my day with a daily ritual mm -hmm. that allows me to get really centered, really focused on the one thing that matters that day. I feed my mind by reading something inspiring mm -hmm. and by journaling. So there's a set of things that I do every day that really helps me clear the clutter instead of starting my day, you know, rolling out of bed and looking at my phone, checking my email mm -hmm. And feeling the anxiety that, gosh, I've got 37 emails and it's not even 6 a.m., that's a very anxiety-producing way to kick off your right. day. So when you look at the news or check your email, you're already feeling frazzled. Mm -hmm. You're already feeling anxious. And all you can think of is, I'm behind. Mm -hmm. And then you're simply reacting to other people's demands on your time instead of defining what you want to be doing. So my process is the reverse of that, which is ignoring all the noise, mm -hmm. starting it with what is important in order to move towards my North Star. Mm -hmm. And by being able to focus on exactly that and allowing other things to sort of adjust around my number right. one focus, I'm actively choosing to make an investment of my time as opposed to expending my time. And really this process for me, the daily process really begins by having clarity about my North Star mm -hmm. um, because 
no matter what I choose as a daily focus, it wouldn't have much meaning if it wasn't attached to something bigger. And that bigger purpose, that bigger mission Mm -hmm. is the North Star that guides me. And from that, I go through this, you know, really defining sort of an annual word of the year. (laughs) Um, I don't make uh, resolutions. (laughs) I don't come up with a whole laundry list of things I'm going to change or fix or achieve. Mm -hmm. I just come up with a theme, one word that helps me remember what's important towards that North Star. Mm -hmm. And from that one word emerges, you know, 90 day plans that help me figure out, well, how do I make progress Mm -hmm. in 90 days? What is the plan to get there? And then I look at what do I need to do every week Mm -hmm. towards that 90 day plan. And so I do a weekly review that allows me to reflect on the week I had, what Mm -hmm. I learned and the week I'm stepping into and what I must, you know, what's the most important thing there. And all of that framework really comes down to then being executed on a daily basis with that daily morning power hour ritual with that one focus Mm -hmm. of the day. So it's very systematic, (laughs) but it's not as complex as it may seem. It's actually a very simple process Mm -hmm. that's easy to learn and very easy to adopt. And for me, it's been a journey of doing this for close to 20 years Mm -hmm. and uh, single-handedly I would attribute my successes and my resilience to this practice. What if you could figure out exactly how to rise up faster in your career? Instead of wasting time on trial and error, imagine being able to pinpoint what's holding you back, where to focus your effort, and how to get results quickly. That's exactly what the Beyond Barriers quiz is designed to do. You'll get your personalized score based on 25 essential elements to accelerate career success in the digital age. And you'll get a free guide with cutting-edge career strategies that'll help you understand how to gain momentum and dominate your career. The Beyond Barriers quiz takes just a few minutes, but it'll save you months of frustration. Go to IamBeyondBarriers.com slash quiz and take the quiz today. I love that. So, I mean, if you think about it, you're basically breaking down a really big problem into smaller things. So you go from the year to the quarter to the month to the week to the day. And I'm sure you would tell us that you've gone <laughs> down to the minute, but, but we'll pause there. Shifting gears a little bit, you've been in the innovation space and in your, in, you know, you help companies um, innovate and get ready for the digital age. Uh, tell me, what do you think are some of the biggest trends going on, you know, in our future? Because there's lots of change going on. So much change that's happening faster than ever before. As we all know, technology is truly disrupting our way of life, the world we live in and the product, products and services we use. Uh, f- broadly speaking, there's three major trends that are really the most pivotal to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Number one, technology is changing the nature of work. There is uh, close to 50% of the work that exists, the tasks that exist, are getting automated. And what that means is if machines are doing more of the work, humans have to shift to doing the work that cannot be done by machines. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that are innately human skills, right. like uh, creativity, <laughs> you know, mm. compassion, leadership, communication, things like that. So we have to shift away from road task that or things can that can be not only done by machines but done better than humans Mm -hmm. so that shift is creating a huge change in the nature of work and it's disrupting industries and it's affecting job Mm -hmm. number two 
there are a lot of jobs that are going away no matter mm. what they are they will no longer exist but there's even more new jobs being created the difference however is that the new jobs require completely different skills than the jobs that they're replacing so with these new skills it requires us to upskill or reskill ourselves mm-hmm. to have the right fit for the kind of demand that exists in the market so if you have skills that are outdated and even if there's twice as many jobs available you're not going to qualify for those jobs so mm-hmm. you have to make sure that your skills are in line with where the market is headed and in order to do that you need to invest in yourself and not just rely on your employer or the government or schools and universities preparing you because nobody can adapt to change that fast and things are happening so quickly that if you wait for someone else to address that gap for you you will get left behind mm-hmm. so i think we're living in a time where truly being able to invest in our own personal and professional development is absolutely pivotal number 3 the kind of skills um that are in demand as well as the new technology skills that mm-hmm. are required are also becoming obsolete a lot faster mm. you know i know in my parents generation they could go to school for a professional degree complete their education go into the workforce and then retire and live happily ever after they could have a career of 40 to 50 years mm-hmm. and not have to reskill themselves a whole lot mm-hmm. that time frame has dramatically reduced where now skills are becoming obsolete almost every 18 months well wow. and so you have to be able to anticipate what skills will be in demand mm-hmm. and figure out how to adapt to that demand and learn those new skills mm-hmm. and really requires everyone to become a lifelong learner because you're constantly learning and adapting whatever you're great at today mm-hmm. there isn't going to be a market for that tomorrow or certainly not in the same form so you have to figure out how do you get ahead of the curve and disrupt yourself instead of being disrupted Wow, that's a really important message that you just said. So, the million dollar question you said about having to reskill yourself and these new skills, what are the new skills that are going to be in demand? Do you have a point of view on that? Yes, um given how digital our world and the nature of business is becoming already, fundamentally business models are changing where it's the core of the business is built upon technology, not just digital marketing. but truly digital business models great examples are Uber or Airbnb which are companies that are entirely digitally born and bred and have scaled up very fast so because of that kind of scale the demand for technology driven skills is really going to be at the core of that demand and when i say technology driven skills i don't just mean software skills right. or coding skills mm-hmm. but there are a lot of things that revolve around that you know just being in that space so whether it's design skills being able to design digital products or project management skills or knowing how to do marketing in a, a digital context mm-hmm. so anything that revolves around digital and technology is uh, going to have massive demand and will continue to grow in that and that's really one of the areas where there's a huge gender gap that exists mm-hmm. there's not as many women even though there's a lot of women graduating from school with those degrees they're not stepping into those industries that have the highest demand and the most high paying jobs so the growth for technology and digital driven skills is going to be extremely high 
Secondly, there's also going to be an increase in the demand for the soft skills, the social and emotional mm. skills. We'll have to learn how to coexist with machines mm. and operate in right. a you know digital context. So one of the top requirements will be the need for complex problem solving, being uh, you know able to lead in a fast changing environment requires a different kind of leadership skill, communication, creativity, adaptability. So these are all the skills that will also grow in demand. And frankly, there's a gap again in the marketplace where companies are looking for people with these kind of skills. They're mm -hmm. looking for people with these soft skills, with the sort of agile learning skills, with the complex decision-making and problem-solving skills. And uh, there's a gap because there aren't enough programs that are training people mm -hmm. to really develop the soft skills for the digital age. There's a lot of soft skills training, but they're outdated. Right. That training doesn't prepare us to succeed in the environment that is fast changing and virtual in many ways and highly complex. So between the need for having more people with technology skills and more people with soft skills for the digital age mm -hmm. really represents a massive opportunity. So if you're right. someone who either has those skills or can develop that and is aligned with that, get ready for a big boom and, uh, you know, step into that opportunity. That is very, very informational. And I hope our listeners are taking notes as you're speaking, but they should also be taking notes on this question that I want to ask you. Uh, when you look back on your career, um, you've been extremely successful. What are the top three things that helped you succeed? Well, the top three things I would say is number one, would be clarity. It's something that I constantly strive for. And as I mentioned in my power habit, mm -hmm, uh, right. going through a daily ritual of self-reflection and self-awareness and constantly aligning to my North Stars has helped me find my way back to clarity, even mm -hmm. if sometimes I've wandered off of that. And having that clarity has allowed me to then develop the courage and the confidence to pursue what I really believed in. Mm -hmm. Second, I would say conviction mm -hmm. of staying the course, no matter what, towards that North Star and being able to adapt quickly, being very agile and nimble and mm -hmm. flexible in how I got there and constantly learning to close the gaps of skills I didn't have or the mindset that needed to evolve. So that conviction of sort of Finding a way one way or another mm -hmm. and uh, never giving up. I think that's played a big role. And finally, I'd say community, relationships, people that believe in you, that advocate for you, that mentor you, sponsor you, open doors for you, as well as people that you've helped and colleagues you surround yourself with that constantly help you level up, hold you accountable mm -hmm. and allow you to uh, bring your vision to life. I think I would say those are the three things. Thank you for that. So that was looking back. Now, looking ahead, what are you excited about? What's the next step in your career in terms of leveling up? Well, I'm very excited about the future because we are living in such exciting times mm -hmm. about the magnitude of change that's happening and the complexity, both in the business world and society in general, mm -hmm. requires all of us to step into aligning with something bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. On one hand, we're facing some of the most complex challenges, whether it's the environment or it's 
healthcare or education or politics, you name it, there's a lot of very complex and big problems to solve. And as we're transitioning into a new era, it always requires a lot of change and adaptability. But on the other hand, it's also exciting that we're living in a time where you can participate in solving those problems mm -hmm. and potentially play a key role in that. I think because of this context that we live in, the role of business has fundamentally changed. Mm -hmm. It's no longer what companies believe their responsibility was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, which was all about maximizing shareholder value. Right. Every company, mm -hmm. especially the big public companies, their focus was entirely on, you know, how do you increase shareholder value, increase profit, everything down to the bottom line. That doesn't work anymore. It's not about shareholder value. It's about stakeholder value. Mm. We are stewards of society. Every business is a steward of society. And you have to think about the products and services you're creating. How is it affecting the world positively? The people in your company, your employees, how are they empowered to do their best work? Do they have the autonomy? Do they have a sense mm -hmm. of purpose? You know, do they feel a connection to contribute towards something bigger? And then to your customers, are you helping them lead uh, better, healthier, happier lives? And so that kind of context places a very different responsibility where it's about purpose, not just about profit. Mm -hmm. And when the nature of business and its role in society changes, it also places a very different demand on leaders. Mm -hmm. And leaders now have to be change agents, not just decision makers, mm -hmm. not just pioneers. They have to be change agents. And that's what I'm most excited about as the next, uh, you know, what's coming next in my career right. is to be a change agent at a bigger and bigger scale and to be able to create bigger impact and have greater influence. And I believe it's a privilege and a responsibility to live in these times and to be a change agent. Well, that's extremely excited and excited to watch you make all of this come to fruition, which I know you will because of all your habits and hacks and the <laughs> strategies you employ. So with that, before we wrap up, I would love for you to share your kind of final kind of pearls of wisdom for our listeners and uh, share with them what is the one thing that you think they need to do to get future ready fast and accelerate their success? Well, and everything I've shared throughout this interview is giving a glimpse of the magnitude and the pace of change, uh, whether it's about business, about technology, about society. And when things are changing that fast, it's not just about survival of the fittest like it used to be. It's really becomes about survival of the fastest. Mm -hmm. And you have to be moving faster than the pace of change so you don't get left behind and that you're able to contribute and create impact. And the secret to all of that is learning your power habit. Mm. So my recommendation to the listeners would be focus on being a continuous learner, focus on being an agile learner who is not afraid of new things, who's not afraid of change, but is just open and curious and humble and willing to go out there and embrace new things. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us all of your amazing, informative, tangible habits and hacks. And I don't know if there's a listener out there now that isn't inspired and doesn't have the confidence now to just uh, take the world in their hands and make it their own. Thanks, Thanks so much, for, Nikki. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com, where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode. And be sure to take the quiz on the website. Your score will tell you where you are, what helps you gain momentum, and what holds you back. You'll also get a free guide with cutting-edge career strategies. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your comments and topic suggestions on IamBeyondBarriers.com and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode. Thank you.